welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host for the day, Allison Sagan. Uh, my guest today is Kenny Madison. This is minute number 77. Got that right today. Yes. Um, so this is good. <laughs> almost didn't. Almost did 76, but, you know, I should not have told on myself like that. And already, <laughs> already we're just in much more sugar hands today. <laughs> yes. Like, uh... I, I like they are in the movie at this point. I don't know. Um, this is one hour, 16 minutes, and went uh, to one hour and six, 16 minutes and 59 seconds. Kenny, how are you doing? I am doing fabulously. Had a great sleep. I'm back here in the morning recording. Very <laughs> excited to be here again. Yes, very, very excited. Um, so we're, uh, this minute starts uh, as just as... Uh, Blanc is in telling Helen that she uh, she should come to the island as Cassandra Brand, and that is an interesting uh, interesting thing to do. With me to that island as your sister, as Cassandra Brand. What? No, 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 no. I'm hiring you to go. I, I'm not. Are you insane? Buttress now, yes. A famous detective shows up and out of the blue starts poking the subject to your sister. They'll shut up like a clam. Because her immediate reaction of are you insane is is a very, very accurate one considering how this really is, really. This is not necessarily the, you know, standard mood but I move but I guess that's the case with Blanc he's not going to necessarily do the most obvious choice here to be fair Benoit Blanc did tell Helen to buttress her feelings and he, and he, he reminds her yes her feelings of any sort of respect or anything for him I I, I, I do still love that where it's like buttress those feelings of respect because buttress them, we, buttress buttress them. them. yeah Yes, and she's like, I, I get it, I get it, I understand, but it's a, uh, it's an, it's the type of thing that I feel like you'd only see in a movie, but it's, uh, the you know the the kind of oh have one twin play the other twin kind of trope, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun one, especially especially here when we start kind of piecing together, oh so what we who we saw earlier in the movie that was Helen as. Cassandra and it's uh, it's 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 a it's a fun trope even if like I I'm sure there's no way anybody could actually theoretically do that in real life. Your presence on that island is the essential catalyst. Oh no! Come on, man. Buttress. Yeah, I'm trying real hard to buttress, but this sounds nuts. But it is the only way that this works. Look at me. They'll know instantly that I'm not her. You cut your hair, you wear her clothes. Oh, you really think I can fit into that shit? And what about my hair? I know a guy. Now, why would anyone suspect you showing up playing your sister when they don't know your sister is dead? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, obviously Ryan Johnson is pulling from the litany of Agatha Christie and just detective works in mm -hmm. general and this trope of a secret twin is something that runs through just the mystery novel genre in yes. general. And so he's uh, tipping his very fancy cap right now to to that trope 
while also, I don't know, this that feels like the biggest buy-in, but the rest of the movie, even though it's so elevated tonally, I feel like that's the wildest buy-in, and everything else has been relatively grounded. Even though it's all very heightened, it's never really stretching the realm of credibility. Well, maybe like the COVID shot in the beginning, <laughs> which considering well, what happens uh, much later in the movie gets recontextualized anyways. Right. But it's, uh, yeah, no, I think that, that I, I would definitely agree because all of the characters are certainly heightened and they're certainly um, big characters, but at the same time, you've seen people like them. You've seen people like Bertie. You've seen people yes. like Duke. Even if they're kind of absurd they're absurd in a very realistic way whereas here it's like okay this is a trope in a movie that everybody knows the other twin playing the one twin and it's uh but but it's it's not something that you really would ever expect to see in real life i guess yes yeah so that's uh well especially since um she she's asked in the same minute she's like what am I supposed to do here? He's like, oh, you'll cut your hair and wear her clothes. But I'm like, like, I'm not a twin, but I I, I have a, a younger brother and I know that I could never impersonate him ever. Oh, you never, <laughs> you never did that at school where you were just like, <laughs> hey, you go as me, I'll go as you. <laughs> well, he's several years younger than me, so that would never work. But I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. I think you it would be tricky, but I mean, oh, it's like, oh, hey, Allison, why are you, like, way shorter than you normally are? Why do you look like, <laughs> you, you look like you're more like 11 instead of 17, and it's like, oh, I don't tell you, but, yeah. but, 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 I mean, it, it's, uh, but, but I do think that the, the point that he raises is they, why would they suspect that? Um, why would anybody but the killer essentially suspect that uh, this wasn't Andy? It is kind of a good point because even if she's not acting 100% the way she normally would, it's like we're in a situation where she wouldn't necessarily ask or, or act the way that you normally would after this trial where everybody said or, or, or everybody uh betrayed her basically it's exactly it's, it's such yeah. an outlandish idea it's gotta work because why would anyone suspect right i mean if somebody came up to me and looked like a friend of mine and they acted different i'd be like why are you acting i wouldn't necessarily assume oh you were a twin um also i, I don't know if we even if we even know necessarily how much of uh you know if they knew that they were they were Andy had a twin? I, I don't know. Well, it seems like everyone is enough of being self-involved with themselves. Right. They probably didn't pay attention. Right. Uh, or didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. And also, as I alluded to yesterday, and I'm sure that they talked about in previous minutes, but the fact that we've started, we, we've already met Helen prior to this scene in the 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 main timeline i don't know how to refer to to <laughs> yeah. to that at, at the tail end of that segment 
um, automatically if you're if you're a uh, eagle-eyed watcher, your your hackles are already raised, and you're just going Helen. But that's Andy, and she's talking differently. So here's the answer to that question. Which, yeah, ugh, it's it's interesting. So good at answering questions. It's so it, good. I love it's, it. It's so interesting though because I did not even like question it. I, I mean, until that yeah. point. I, I was just like, it, it was just, everything was just so, in those earlier minutes, were just so exciting and so, um, you know, tense that I was just like, the, I was just following it and I was like, I, 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 I heard him say Helen, but for some reason I, there's just so much other stuff going on that I didn't even think about it until later and I was like, he said Helen, yeah. I guess. Oh. Which is so, it's so great because you're exactly right. The movie's pulling you along at such a clip that you don't notice that she's broken character. Uh, right. at, at least I don't. Sometimes I'm a rube whenever I'm watching movies. Just ask my friends. Uh, <laughs> no, but- I, I I totally play. I, I, I did not expect, I don't expect the various twists. I'm like, uh, I'm just like, huh? Oh, this is, I, I'm fully surprised by most things in movies. You're, 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 you're just in the front row at a magic show. You're like, I want exactly, exactly. I like, I st- like once I stop to think, maybe I'll go. Oh, okay. There, there. You see the the things that led to that, or you, there you see the foreshadowing. But during the movie, I'm just like, this is great. I'm having a great time. And then, yeah. <laughs> yes. But but yeah, it's uh I, I I it's it's so it's so interesting because there's multiple moments of of the that breaking and then there's also the early scene of her in the garage breaking open the puzzle box. Yeah. But I, I but you don't think about oh that's a different person even though she you know is not necessarily in a classy you know basement. It's, it seems like a pretty yeah or, or a pretty you know kind of standard garage. And you would um, also expect someone that is carrying themselves in such an upper crust way, whenever they show up to the to Miles Braun's yacht, everyone comes in fun ways, and she just comes in a normal taxi. Of yeah, of, and it it really broadcasts hey something is amiss because there's no. There's no way that someone like Janelle Monet, looks exactly like Janelle Monet, dresses like that, would just show up just in a normal taxi cab. Well, it's, yeah, with with the the amount of resources she has, it's like, I I doubt it. But it's just, it's, it's a fascinating thing where you start kind of piecing together, oh, here's these little ways where she wasn't necessarily, um, uh, you know, playing the part perfectly but you just you you fully buy like oh she's aloof oh she's making a point oh she's being cold and not really talking very much but there she's probably just like i've gotta sell it to these people that (laughs) i'm doing this (laughs) it's like but there you you i fully bought um at least i fully bought where it's like oh uh it's uh she's just she's being like badass and quiet and like pissed off but then now you're like oh she is she is holding on by a thread to this this story (laughs) exactly it's oh it's so good yeah Uh, oh it's it's very fun to watch some of the stuff later and go oh here's all the things that i'm piecing together 
also what is exciting this is exciting um like you said she's go she goes what about my hair Mm -hmm. To which Benoit Blanc goes, I know a guy. He knows a guy. Now, we've now met his partner. We've seen a little bit more into the world of Benoit Blanc. Now, I just want to meet, in movie three, I want to meet Benoit Blanc's hair guy. Oh. I I want to know. I want to meet that guy. Or girl. Or person. I'm, I'm fully willing to bet that Benoit Blanc is one of those people who has a guy for, like, anything. Yeah. Where it's like, there could be any problem. And he's like, I know a guy. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I need to source something. I know a guy. And you're just like, how do you know all these people? He, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. He's Benoit Blanc. I mean, f- fair. It's, I, I'm just like, I can't relate. But I'm like, I'm fully willing to bet he's like, he knows a guy. If, if, if she'd been like, oh, I, my accent, I, I won't be able to do that. He, he'd have like a full accent coach that he knew through theater or whatever so <laughs> are, you, are you are you positing the possible reality that benoit blanc has had to play other characters and so oh. he's had to work on his accent oh no i was just like, positing that he you know being a fan a friend of steven sondheim that he knows like accent oh, coaches yes. but this is a good point too though that he's had to do that um i i personally kind of like him playing himself for this because it has a level of like especially in this movie where he he's kind of a little not quite over the top but he is a he's a little bit goofier he's a little bit more you know kind of loose but i think that's very intentional where he's trying to kind of let them um you know basically they they let down their guard for that yeah um so i i think that's the that's what I'm guessing, at least. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, I um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the um, uh, documentaries of Louis Theroux. Uh, no, but he's a British um, documentarian. Um, he's done a lot of different things, but there was some of his early stuff. Uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of his recent stuff, but a lot of his earlier stuff, he'd be going into very specific um, uh, places with uh, very kind of extreme people. So, like, for example, once he went and spent time at the Westboro Baptist Church, like, uh, late 2000s. Yeah, and and then just, like, going to other, um, you know just kind of other stuff like that. And, but the thing that he would do is that he would be, he was very, very good. Or one of the things I think he's really good at is kind of playing a little dumb where he's just kind of like, he's just kind of like, I'm just here to to do this. And so these people like him, or when he spoke with, or he went and spent time with um, neo-Nazis in America he, he, I feel like it was very, very intentional of, like, getting himself into kind of, like, the inner circle, kind of, by being, mm-hmm. like, by being, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And they, they'd just be, like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? And then kind of trying to take him along. And and I think that that's kind of the shade that I felt with Benoit Blanc here, where he's kind of, like, oh, I'm just here to, to do a, a fun little puzzle. 
Yeah. And they, they all buy it. So it's that allows him a little bit more access than going, I'm here to investigate this murder. And everyone is self-involved enough that they might be excited at the prospect of maybe I can outsmart Benoit yes! Blanc. And I am fully willing to bet that every single person in that quote-unquote inner circle is, or uh, they all think that they can be, um, outsmart Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Even like Bertie or Duke or yes. um, all of them think, maybe I will outsmart Benoit Blanc or I can do that. I, or I have some sort of understanding that he doesn't have about Miles or something. So that that kind of allows him to kind of be left on his own to wander around and and observe and learn things. Yes, exactly. Uh, his Poghorn Leghorn accent. <laughs> well, it 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 has the it has the effect of rendering him low status because you don't yeah. take him seriously because of that stereotype that all Southern folks are rubes. Instead, he's a gentleman detective that also right. just happens to sound like, you know, he's under three layers of deep fried chicken skin. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we talked about that too with like, with, with the status um, kind of thing. I think in both of these, he's really kind of played it close to the chest in terms of where is his status lies, where he's not necessarily, he's like somebody who can be kind of accepted by them, but also he's somebody who can be, um, you know, kind of lower status than everybody there, even though we've established in this movie that he is clearly very well off. Yeah, yeah. It, there, they, there, he, there is still like this kind of implicit. Oh, I'm just this guy who, I don't know what I'm doing here with all of these people. Oh, you're Birdie J. When he's like, uh, previously on Zoom with Stephen Sondheim <laughs> and Angel Lansbury, like, yeah. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right, exactly, and Natasha Leon. I yeah. like both. That is like the coolest Zoom chat like that you could assemble. Yeah, like th- those those four. You're just like, this is, this is so cool. But but like I mean he he the, but the, he lets them believe like oh I'm just this guy and oh Bernie you're amazing like just kind of like play in on their pre-existing assumptions of him to uh, you know kind of to get the upper hand on them. Which yes. Very cool. It's here's the thing. It's very cool. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I'm I'm it's it's fun to see these kinds of the the plan come to fruition here because like I said you said these these are um exposition minutes. But I feel like you can really start to see into how Blanc's mind works and how he's choosing to approach things. Um, and then at the minute, at the end of the minute, you're starting to see things kind of like the two of them start to kind of click where they are, where she's, where Helen is understanding, oh, they don't see it. No, Andy's dead. Uh, I see what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, it's a very, it's a very cool very cool moment, I think. Yes. And a very cool minute. Even yes. if it's, again, like, mostly, you know, shot versus shot on both of them. But Look, it... here, but exposition is very difficult to do 
yeah. interestingly, and whenever there is good exposition, it never, it, you know, it, it 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 never gets complimented. No, no one is ever going. Oh, no, totally. My favorite part of it is exposition, and I think the mystery, the, the detective format. You're, especially with the character of Andy slash Helen, you're automatically up on the edge of your seat because you're going, what is this character's deal? So whenever the exposition happens, like in these minutes, you get to just answer the questions and boom, it automatically becomes interesting just because you are getting the answers. And then you have the lovely turns of phrase, like buttress like them, both of them talking <laughs> with Southern accents. These, these little oh. flourishes, the locale... Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I think that, that these are absolutely, f- completely vital minutes. But I don't feel like they don't feel like they drag at all. They don't feel like, oh, this is the boring part of the movie. This is like still very exciting where you're piecing stuff together. They're piecing stuff together. And it, there is a level of activity there that's that's very fun. It's great. Even if it is just shot reverse shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, there's a reason that that's used so often. It's just, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, it lets you focus on the acting on the, yeah. on what's going on rather than, you know, any of the cool filmmaking that you otherwise look at. So, yeah. So yes. I think that that's all I had for notes for this minute, but do you have anything else you'd like to bring up? Uh, no, that is also all of my notes as well. Not too many notes on this particular minute. Yeah, me neither. But uh, you know, th- I think we had a good we had a good chat, and there's a there's still a lot here for this minute. So, um, yeah. So that's the, this is very fun. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Kenny. Uh, what would you like to plug today? Uh, if you are a fan of the TV show Ted Lasso. Uh, you can go listen to my podcast, LassoCast, where we talk to cast members and crew members of the TV show Ted Lasso, as well as film critic, and, you know, our friends. And we talk about the TV show Ted Lasso. We've just wrapped up our, well, we might have just wrapped up our, our show, but we still do have a couple episodes that are that are coming, as well as general thoughts. You can find that over at LassoCast.com or just search LassoCast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Excellent. Uh, and you can find this podcast at Glass Onion Men, all one word on Twitter. Uh, also, just any podcatcher of your choice, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe. That all helps us out. And I will see you tomorrow. Nate. <laughs>